God, there they are. Oh, scary. Don't judge me. I'm just here to promote the goat god of Greece called Pan, because it's a free country. You know what I do? I serve my brain. Because that's what the Greek god, the goat, the hairy goat of Greece, is. Pan. The human brain. The Roman gods and the Greek gods are all fallen angels. Real fallen angels that serve the great red dragon Lucifer. Satan and his angels, Jesus Christ called them. And the Apostle John in the book of Revelation called them the false prophet, the great red dragon, and the beast. That is the leadership system of Babylon the Great, the current world system that the sons of God, me and my brothers and sisters like me, destroy. Destroy it. How do you destroy it? As it was in the days of Noah, we're drowning the whole world with the heavenly glory waters. It's a free gift, these waters. That's the thing people don't understand about salvation and the gospel and the drowning and the days of Noah and everything God does. It's all based on Him and His waters. He is the drink of the living waters of the book of Revelation. He is. He is the cup that is jealous for you. He doesn't want you drinking out of your side cup, two cup, three cup, four cup, five cup. You know, He wants to be the only cup you drink from. I only drink from the King's cup. That's why I'm consistent like an anchor to God the Father day after day, year after year. Because I don't drink other cups like my friends do and my family members do and like other people do that are just not consistent in going from glory to glory. I drink one cup and one cup only. The cup of joy, the cup of salvation, the cup of Jesus' blood, the cup of God's heart, the cup of the new covenant. Drink it, all of you. It's a cup of the Holy Spirit. When you drink the cup of the new covenant, you're indulging in the Holy Spirit. Against spiritual feasting, there's no rules and regulations. Against spiritual feasting, all you're going to do is get delivered from everything hurting you. All you're going to do is get healed of every sickness and disease. All you're going to do is get totally delivered from poverty and addiction and everything of sin and everything of this world just falls off you with a snap of your fingers when you get into the cup of the new covenant. You know, I like that, like Benny Hinn. Oh, oh. Touch. Touch. He touched me. <laughs> oh, man. We're the drunken glory tribe, I guess, but God the Father calls it the throne room company. People think I'm weird. I'm not weird. This is what happens. My behavior can be easily explained because I've been raised from the dead. <laughs> this is what happens when you've been raised from the dead. You're not going to get calmed down by people who haven't been raised yet. <laughs> and I have been raised from the dead. I was so dead in sin before I got born again and met Jesus who raised me from the dead that my resurrection from the dead was dramatic. It was so dramatic. It was so real. It was the realest thing that's ever happened to me. 
They drove demons out of me for three months after Jesus came in my heart at Minnesota Teen Challenge in October of 1999. They drove demons out of me for three months. I was worse than the Gadarene demoniac. And it took all of these gangsters and ex-mafia that ran Teen Challenge who got delivered out of all the worst hell in the United States of America to raise me from the dead. Jesus Christ uses people. That's why they overcame the devil by the word of their testimony. People that haven't overcome are always poking fun at the ones that have overcome because I want to overcome but I don't know how. I didn't do anything. My efforts were not necessary for Jesus to raise me from the dead. <laughs> Nor for this intoxication to occur. I simply received the gift and learned to become completely and totally dependent on a person outside myself. I allowed God to be God and me to be His child. And I've never looked back 18 years going from glory to glory. It's been the best thing that ever happened to me. God, the living God, and His Son, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And His Spirit, without measure. That's the Messiah's anointing sent at Pentecost. He shared His anointing with us. We don't have to go to apostles and prophets and get the laying on of hands for the impartation at the conference. You know? <laughs> you just need Jesus. You need the anointing of Jesus. You need His anointing. That's the Holy Spirit. Without the anointing, there's no resurrection from the dead. The anointing is what raised Jesus from the dead. The anointing is what raised me from the dead. The anointing is what will raise all of the nations from the dead. So that there will be no death in their minds. They won't be slaves to idols of death. And the angel of death, Abaddon, the lord of the abyss, will be under their feet because they've been raised from the dead. They're above the snake line. They're above the death line of the great red dragon, Abaddon in Hebrew. Lord of the abyss. Death is an angel, but so is life. As it's written, the second Adam is a life-giving spirit. In the Old Testament, Jesus Christ is called the angel of the Lord. In the New Testament, he's still the angel of the Lord. He just has a body. And now we're that body. Yahweh took on a body. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, is the living God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus Christ is equal to the Father. The Holy Spirit is equal to Jesus Christ and equal to the Father. It's true. The living God is manifest in three persons. The Trinity, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as it's written in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. For God has perfectly revealed Himself to us in these days as the Trinity. Very important. Because we need to know the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. A long time ago, 
I ask because people are always asking me questions in ministry every day, emails and all kinds of stuff on Facebook and whatever. What is the Trinity? I mean, it's like the greatest mystery. It's like, but the best explanation I've ever heard is because we come out of such brokenness as earthlings, as a fallen mankind, God manifests Himself as a Trinity to wrap us in a perfect family to wrap us in a healthy family because we come out of, every single one of us, come out of such brokenness. I've never seen a perfect family and the more they pretended to be on the outside, the more corrupt and crooked they were privately and secretly. And it's across the board, every family of every nation, tribe, and tongue in the entire world. God is the only perfect family and He's given us the spirit of adoption by which we can cry, Abba, Father. And He wraps us in family. And He sent His angels, the ministering spirits, to help us, to heal us, because we all come out of such tremendous brokenness, such tremendous abuse. The dogs and the sorcerers both need tremendous healing in every nation. Jesus Christ called the whole unbelieving pagan world that served fallen angels, He called them systems of dogs and systems of sorcerers. I deal with both every single day. Slaves and slave masters. They're everywhere in the USA. They're everywhere in England. They're everywhere in Europe. They're everywhere in every nation, tribe, and tongue. Because the whole world is fallen. And there's only one risen Lord. And He will raise us from the dead also. So there'll be no more slavery. No more dogs. No more sorcerers. No more sin. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So no one has to be a slave to religion, to rebellion, to drugs, to alcohol, to sexual morality. Most importantly, to the ego of the black rock that fell from heaven, the human brain. We don't serve the goat god Pan anymore. We should have learned that from Greece. We should have. The Hebrews learned that in the Old Testament, but it's like the Gentile Christians today still don't have a clue after 2,000 years. But they will. Because the spirit of prophecy is drowning all the Christians in the Sapphire Sea. They're waking up fast. I know. We've been doing this thing a long time. They're waking up fast. <laughs> today I had a fly come and land on my left shoulder while I'm walking around the lake. The glory, you got to understand, this is like Jesus Christ, Messiah, anointing glory that I walk in as His little brother, second born of all creation. I waved at the fly and it turned into a monarch butterfly right before my eyes. <laughs> Saw another sign in wonder, ministering to my brother on the boat in the boat parade on the 4th of July. We had an awning over us. We'd already been boating. The parade's coming to an end. And they started chirping up at me about being disciples and disciples and this sort of stuff, you know, that mocking spirit. And so I, I went right into their spirits and right into the root system and said a couple words and bam, right over my head, materialized two half-smoked cigarettes and landed on my lap. I cleansed the soul realm of the sorcery that was biting at the Lord who was ministering through me and the signs and wonders just popped like popcorn right out of the spirit world. And my brother and my sister had no natural explanation. It was completely supernatural. <laughs> and I even made them talk about it and try to look into it because it don't make no sense, man! 
Signs and wonders are for you to believe in the invisible God that isn't physically materialized in this natural realm. So you have to have faith. And so all the doubt and unbelief is what keeps people locked in the matrix of the natural realm. But the signs and wonders pop over your heads, pop on your laps, just pop all over the place so that you can believe in Jesus, so you can believe in the power of the Holy Ghost, so you also can be raised from the dead and live in the glory of God and live in heaven on earth and live fully filled and baptized like a temple of the Holy Spirit that you are. Your bodies are the cups of His wine. Let Him drink you. All ministry is, all I've ever done in ministry 11 years every day is let people drink my overflow. That's why I'm never exhausted. I can minister every day 24-7, 365. The angels of the whole universe come drinking off me. I never run out because out of our hearts proceed rivers of living water. John 7:38. it's an endless supply of God the Father through our hearts, up through our heads, and out our souls in all directions. Roots of David, bright morning star, four rivers of the living God, just drowning all creation. So we can have a healed world by the living waters that are entirely and completely free of cost. You'll never have to pay anything for them. You'll never have to slave for them. You don't have to work for the water. The water works for you. You cut yourself off from the living waters if you get into self-efforts and you get into dead work, strange fire. If you get into efforts, you're no longer drinking. You're slaving. And you always come under the angel of death, Abaddon, because he's the lord of religions. So you get out of all religions, get out of the wrong tree in the garden, get back into the tree of life, and drink the free living waters. Here, nothing, your gold and your silver and your money and your dollars don't work in the tree of life. It only works in the natural realm. So everyone's gold and silver and money, it's going to rot. And that rot will eat their bones. It's literally the idolatry of the serving of the natural realm is what kills human flesh. You can see it in their old aging and dying minds how they built up all these ideas that they serve in their minds like idols. Idolatry is more today towards angels and demons than ever before in history because there's 7.2 billion people on the planet. Every society is so full of idols and the Holy Spirit is tremendously grieved because the idolatry is in every church. Idolatry of doctrines, idolatry of theologies, idolatry of the pastor, idolatry of the preacher, idolatry of prosperity, idolatry of anything in this universe is an idol. But it's written... You shall have no other gods besides me, before me, around me, above me, below me. Because our God is a jealous, consuming fire. And only in serving Him in purity and holiness, that one God who died on the cross for you, Jesus Christ, exclusively, that God alone is the living God. And serving Him alone is your healing and your deliverance and your salvation. 
There is no other gods besides me. That's what's written in the Bible. There's no other gods besides Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And in Jesus Christ is the Father and the Holy Ghost. You see the Trinity in John's baptism. Amen? John the Baptist, his second cousin, you know, from Elizabeth, Mary's sister, or whatever. Going there to River Jordan, there's John and his camel hair inside out, always an irritant to the status quo and to the synagogues, you know, exiled out there, just has the anointing. He thinks he can just live off of God. He doesn't even need the world system, doesn't even need Rome, doesn't need the Pharisees, doesn't need Herod. John is so rebellious, he's not submitting to his elders. And he's only 33 years old. 30! 30 years old! Rebellious, young punk that won't submit to all the 72-year-old gray-haired Pharisees that ran the entire system of Judaism in the whole world. But Jesus Christ said about John, he was the most righteous prophet who had ever lived. <laughs> it's true. Because he made himself holy, set himself apart from all politics, all religions, all worldliness, and just stayed in the river. All he needed was the river of life. All he needed was the living God. He washed his hands clean of everything in the entire universe. And Satan had nothing on him at all. That's why he's the most righteous prophet in the entire Bible. Amen. Jesus said it. And so he goes to his cousin there and they're all rebellious there in the anointing, rebelling against Herod and re rebelling against the Pharisees, rebelling against the whole world, you know, in that good Holy Ghost rebellion. And Je Jesus walking down there, baptize me. Who am I to baptize you? I'm not even worthy to tie your shoes, Jesus. He's like, just do it, okay? <laughs> Goes down there, baptizes the Lord God Almighty in the water. That man is not an ordinary man. That's the Messiah. That's the Son of God. That is God Himself in the water. And here is creation baptizing the Creator. That's how humble our God is. When creation... John, baptize the Creator, Jesus. And we have a hard time submitting to one another. <laughs> but God submitted to a man that He created. True story. Comes up out of the water, and the Spirit descends upon Him in the form of a dove. And the Father speaks, This is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. Later on he said, listen to him. Because there you have it. The Father speaking, the Spirit descending, and the Son getting baptized. The Trinity. So you know the Trinity is the living God, Yahweh. And there is no other God besides Him. And I pray with all my heart every day for the nations and everyone in it, that they would know Jesus, be filled with His Spirit, be filled with the glory, be filled with freedom, be filled with the tree of life, be filled with everything from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So every single one of you 
can accomplish your divine destinies in total perfection without any worldly compromise because that's the best thing you could ever do. I've done it. I've lived the perfect life of obedience to the Holy Spirit for 18 years. I've had to repent of stuff. Yeah, it falls off as you grow, no doubt about it. But I chose the perfect will when I was in Teen Challenge at age 18. Immediately I said, I want the perfect, I want the hundredfold. I said that those prayers 18 years ago. All of you, Holy Spirit, none of me. It cost me everything. Everything in my whole life has been stripped from me so that only the Messiah's anointing of the seven spirits of God remain. And if you want what's perfect, listen, it's the most pleasurable, it's the most fun. Nobody enjoys life more than the anointing, more than Jesus, more than Jesus' friends, more than the friends of the bridegroom, more than the throne room company. We enjoy life and life more abundantly to the max every day to the point where people accuse us of everything you can accuse a person of. But it's the truth anyhow. This is the river of life, lifestyle, you were designed to live. The gospel is a drink. The gospel is a river. The gospel is paradise. The gospel is perfect heaven on earth. And it's effortless. It's the river of life through your heart, souls, minds, and bodies by simply believing and receiving what Jesus Christ has done for you. Don't add your efforts because you cut yourself off from the river and you get into dry, arid places. Just repent, get out that religion off you, and get back in the river. Get back in the Holy Spirit river. Get back in the gift of salvation so He can restore your joy, so He can restore your souls. And the more you drink, the more fun you'll have. In Jesus' name. This will cause total jubilee of Jesus Christ in the whole world. Jubilee of the world is at hand by the living waters that are absolutely free worldwide. In Jesus' name. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Redlettermen.com, free schools, free music, all kinds of free stuff on there on our website. Check it out. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.